You're now listening to The Jules and Joe Show. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is episode five of The Jules and Joe Show. I'm with my best pal, Julian Holborn White. How are you today? Awesome. Joseph, how are you? It's good to speak to you again. It's been great. It's been great. Uh, A little bit sad news to start a pod off. Uh, About to hit a wave of sadness due to Champions Ball being delayed. Uh, Cue the music. Bury me now. Uh, Officially confirms no summer of flag. No football whatsoever is happening, and it's soul-destroying. But, hey, people can train in their bubbles. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, is disappointing. There was one thing I was keeping my uh, my hopes up for the year was, was the, the thoughts of Champions Bowl and a wee bit of sun in Spain. But thanks to old COVID again, comes to wreck the day. So, so what's the – do we know – What's happening? Is it postponed? Is it cancelled? What's what are we saying? So it, lo- it looks like it's postponed. Uh, I, th- I think someone said December or January or February, one of those months. Either way, it's one of the cold months in Spain, um, and everyone knows how depressed I'll make Jules if we've got to go to Spain and it's fourteen degrees at a push. So I'm <sighs> over it. Yeah. How am I supposed to tan in fourteen degrees? It's not acceptable. It's ruining my mantra. Oh, hey ho! Anyway, on to better news. We have an exciting guest today. We do, we do. Uh, someone would definitely make this a lot more cheery. Is uh, actually, should we just let him in? Yeah, let's let him in. Dean Weatherslow, former QB and defender of the Giants. GB defensive captain, GB women's head coach, and European runner-up. It is good to have you on. Oh, it's been a while Hi. since I've seen you. So, um, yeah. how is tricks going? Yeah, tricks are tricks are good. Um, obviously, a little slow in the football world. Highly frustrating, as I'm sure everybody else is. But no, I'm good in general. Thank you. You guys good? Oh well. Oh well. Um, so, uh, usually what we start these things off and, and, and we ask you to give us a wee bit of background and stuff. I think for a general uh, audience, most people will know who you are. Um, so, what, one of the things, that I, the, the first thing I kind of wanted to go through a little bit is, obviously with yourself, you've, you've always been a, a Sheffield-based player and with that came sort of different clubs that you've, you've been associated with, albeit it's fairly been the same clubs. So, I was wondering if you gave us just a wee bit of history on the fact, obviously, for me, I only know you of, well, I, I only know you from the sort of giants as such, but mm-hmm. before that, there was the Steel City Knights and the Predators. So it just gives get us a wee bit of background as to, I'm assuming that's how you started and, and, and progressed, but what's, what's caused the team changes and stuff like that? Well, actually, it started uh, right back at the late 90s, early 2000s for me. Uh, for a team called Don Valley Vipers, which is an area in Sheffield. Um, so it's like a small youth setup. We played flag. Um, and and we, we played there for a few years and I ended up leaving through injury. 
Um, and after a few years, I came back just as the Sheffield Predators contact team was setting up. Um, I joined them in their first season. Uh, at the same time, I found the Steel City Knights, um, which was set up originally, I think, by Matt Lawler. Um, and Mike and um, Aaron from the Vipers. So right at the beginning, uh, there was really one Sheffield team, which consisted of what became the Vipers and the Giants. Um, I joined just after this split. So the Vipers were setting up around about that time. Uh, played for the Steel City Knights for a few years. What caused that split? First year we... Sorry, what caused that split? Oh, uh, I think there was a, a disagreement between how the club was going to be run at the time. Um, a bit before my, just before I joined, so can't really comment on that. <laughs> I ended up in trouble. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I played for Sheffield, uh, Steel City Knights for a couple of years. We joined the league. Uh, I mentioned recently when I was talking to Kenny Bello. Um, one of the first league games I can remember was playing the Rebels. Uh, Calvin was at QB. We couldn't play zonal defence at the time, even though we were trying it. I think we got drubbed 50 plus to, to six or seven or something at the time. So that's a fun memory of mine. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then basically the, the Predators contact team contacted us and said, do you want to be part of the club? Um, you know, they were trying to grow Sheffield, start start to grow football in Sheffield as a whole. So we, we sort of decided to tag along, became the Predators for a couple of seasons. Um, the game around Sheffield started to grow. We became successful in the league. Obviously never won it, but you know got to the final a couple of times, third and fourth, um, a few other times as well. Uh, and then there was a, a bit of a scandal locally in Rotherham with um, a paedophile ring. And basically, at, at, around about the same time, we as we as a club were trying to grow and get into schools and develop football in the youth. Um, and, and walking into school, saying we're the predators, wasn't really a good time to be doing it. Everything <laughs> more inviting to school is somebody the predators a predator. We are the predators. We're here at your school. Where's your children? Oh God! So yeah. This was all around the time of, uh, can you remember the, uh, was it Boaty McBoatface naming yeah. thing? Yeah. So we, we did a, a Facebook poll, I think, or a Twitter poll or something to rename us. And I'm sure we got like Football McFootyface or something like that coming <laughs> through. <laughs> I'm glad that never happened. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, we ended up as a Giants and um, yeah, I guess the rest rest is history with that, to be honest. Okay. So, um Tell us about, I think your highest placing was actually runner-up, so he's made it all the way to the final. Um, yeah, we it... lost to Joe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... Thanks for that. <laughs> That's why Joe wanted you on, just to let you go. I can go. Eight years later. <laughs> eight years later, I can still say I bested David Saul, and because of that, uh, I can die happy, really. <laughs> What what was then? Obviously, it was before my time as a football player. So, how what what was that final like? Was, you know, was was it close? Was it not? Was it neck and neck? Know, it was. Neck and neck. Yeah. Score for score, pretty much all the way. 
yeah. and then um, the scoreline deceives itself actually because I'm pretty sure it says we won by two scores, but I think we scored, you scored, or we had the ball back or something. We were only up by less than a one score and we handed off the ball and the guy ran, uh, Nick Keys ran the end for the field <laughs> on like just a handoff uh, just to get us out of the end zone to take enough knees. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, it does look a bit skewed. Yeah. So wait, were you guys playing QB for, for, for your no. for the team? Lolo. No. Lolo was the guy back then. Uh, Matt Lolo, yeah. Yeah, God. Uh, and now he's back. So I want to see a resurgence because I, I actually played for <laughs> South Wales Warriors. I was 16. I played against Steel City Knights in Leicester. Don't know if you remember. Yeah. And it was a tiny little park we played on. And it was a little ice cream van just like yards away a little park as well and anyway, we played with beer five we just play you Lester and someone else and it was just us on beer five and it was like 30 degrees <laughs> uh, but I'm not I think we might have lost all three or we only won one yeah. or something. We, oh, so we did beat you once then That's we right. beat us then yeah <laughs> definitely it was, it was, I, I remember it was, it was you Matt Lola um, Ben uh, Joe Ben Suarez yeah yeah uh, we had a real OG squad back then, so that was that yeah. was crazy. I'm not sure yeah. gotcha. I've, I've ever faced off against Matt Lawler. Was he a good QB? Yeah, yeah, he's he's uh, he tip he was American, typical American gunslinger. Um, but you know, he he, he got the uh, he got the club going, and you know started everybody on their on their journey I guess before he, he moved over to America for a few years with his family. Uh, but like Joe says he's back now I actually saw him a couple of weeks ago. He came down to uh to a training session just to say hi. Uh, no. not sure his his plans, whether he's gonna join back in full time or not, but I guess time hope will so. tell. I hope so. He brings a UK like quarterbacks uh arm power up by about fifty percent already, so <laughs> that'd be nice. Yeah. <laughs> could it end up at uh, GB potentially? Uh, I don't think I don't, I'm not sure if he's got a passport Yeah, I don't think he has yeah. Who does? Yeah, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> um, so Obviously over your time with uh, with all these different teams you, you, you've got into the GB squad at the same time so when um, how long ago was it you started with the GB team. Oh, God. Uh, 2013, I think it was, when we went to Pesaro in Italy. I think that was my first season. Um, that was when uh, Stu McCarr was the head coach. Um, yeah, that, that, was a, that was a while ago then. Is that, <laughs> I'm sure my that age now. The famous one that uh, the hotel got wrecked. <laughs> so, no, that's what, no. No, it was Oh, that right, was okay. uh, that was two years later. That never happened. Don't know what you mean. <laughs> so, what? What? Um, tell me a little bit about obviously your 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 GB time because obviously, if 2013 was your first one, and obviously the, the first time I ever sort of paired up with you was um, Miami in 2016. So, mm. obviously kind of three years prior so you've you've seen a few tournaments prior to that so I don't know if you want to tell us a little bit about the, obviously the, 
the, the championships that you've you've been in in, in the, the the cities that we've occurred in and how that's went. Yeah. So, um, well, the the year before actually, twenty twelve was when I sort of got into the what was the Tri Nations setup at the time, um, and I was selected for that as a as a blitzer. Now, bear in mind, at that point in time, I was oh. only ever playing receiver. Didn't really yeah. understand defense at all. Um, got selected you don't need as a blitzer. Bit for being a blitzer. Well, uh, back 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 when I was a lot younger. <laughs> it's all right, Dean. I was... Joseph's been playing for about seven years, still doesn't understand defence. <laughs> What's your point? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Sorry, I got, I got selected. Selected. you were really interrupted. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. I'm used to it from you. Um, I got got pictures of Blitzer. Uh, we went up to uh, Motherwell. Um, to, to play the Tri Nations, I remember breaking my my thumb in the first game up there. So, like for me at the time, it was a it was a big big occasion. You know, I've been selected for the national well, sort of. It wasn't really the national team, but of the three, it was the English team. Um, you know, big 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 occasion for me. First time up there, broke my thumb in the first game, so that was a bit a bit of a letdown. Um, and then the next year, I went went down to GBE trials just to learn really no expectation of getting in I'll be watching some YouTube videos over the off season you know as, <laughs> as everybody does <laughs> to get better uh, looking at a bit of uh, corner and got to Dave, Dave selected me as uh, cornerback um, so, so I was I was shocked massively shocked I spent all year uh, between the trials of when must have been March time and uh, between March and August, when we went out, teetotal. You know, it, I was I was like awestruck with the fact that I'd been selected. So I went teetotal, did P90X, trained five six times a week. You know, really put a lot of effort into it. Um, yeah, that that year was was really humbling for me. Um, and when we went out to Italy, I, oh no, it was in September. Sorry, because it was my birthday whilst we were out there. So. Uh, yeah, we, we spent the week out there. Weather was great. The whole occasion was fantastic. Um, the, the the squad at the time was really welcoming to new players. Um, I think we'd got Cal, Calvin was playing a bit of slot. He wasn't the starting QB when we went out there. Yeah, Joe's eyes. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Calvin, Calvin was playing slot a little bit and backup QB. Um, Nick, I think it was Nick Watson. I don't know if you can remember him, Joe. I do, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah he, he was. Yeah, so he was a starting QB. Uh, Gary Elliott was in the squad. I think it might have been Fraser Thompson's first year. Uh, Kev's first year. Kev, um, oh, I forgot. Wood. Kev Woods. Yeah, sorry. Um, their first year. And, you know, it was Jamie Doak was team captain. Mm -hmm. I love Jamie. Um, you know, it, it was just a phenomenal experience. How would you uh, say, like, and, sort of that team compares to now, though? Like, in a sort of like talent-wise, do you think flags come a long way, or how do you kind of judge yeah. it? Yeah, I think all, all due respect to the the guys back then, uh, and some of them are still playing now, obviously. But as a whole, flag in Britain is is a step or two above where it was that Absolutely. year. You know, I I went I went out there. 
knowing absolutely fuck all, to be honest, and just relying on my athleticism at the time. Um, I, I played played centre and uh, corner that tournament. Uh, just, you know, just enjoyed the, the time. But nowadays, you know, there's no way really, unless you're an absolutely standout athlete, you're going to be starting both sides of the ball or every game. You know, the, the, the fitness levels are just unparalleled really to to be able to do that with the like I mean you look watch uh, Italy Israel last year you know the fitness of the Italian men's team last year was phenomenal compared to what it was two years ago four years ago or even six years ago it's I think the world's become better at it as it's growing in popularity um, yeah it, it's it's night and day I think to, to what it was back then which is a good thing yeah. Yeah, you kind of stole my question a little bit in terms of how you asked it. One, one of the ones I was going to ask was, how did you find, obviously, when I started was the year that Youngie started as, as yeah. the coach. So I never experienced the Stuart Mackay regime compared to the Young regime. So when I came in, I think there was also a bit of a personnel change, probably yeah. team-wise and coaching-wise. <clears throat> How did you find the difference? Obviously, up until that point, you would have had three years of Stuart Mackay. So how did you find the regime change as such? Did you find it like in a positive way or did you find it was maybe not not quite as good? I don't know. I'm just kind of curious what your your, your thoughts were on how different it was. So so Coach Mackay basically told the squad on the way back from Madrid that that was his last tournament. Um and I was absolutely gutted. I loved Coach Mackay. He was, you know, he, he, he was the one who selected me, gave me my chance. Um, but I, I know, I know there was a a group around the league that thought it was an old, you know, an old guys' club, um, friends only. Um, I'm not sure that was as true as people made it out to be. I don't think it was. Um, you know, people still had to earn, earn the spots. But when when Youngie came in. Um, yeah, there was a definite change. You know, it, it became it became more of a professional setup. I think you know there was an expectation that you everybody had to earn the spot. And you know, I, I did the same last year. I came into the women's team and basically said nobody's nobody's got a spot. You all have to earn it. And basically put the wind up people to make them try and put the effort in. I think Coach Young did the same at the time. Um, and obviously, as I say, you know, the, the the level of the leagues improved, the level of the international games improved. Uh, and I think part of part of that is the change in attitude to people getting into the team as well. Yeah. One, uh, one of the funny things for me was, uh, I don't know if I've ever spoken to you about it before, but my... Uh, but my initial. Here we go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, no, my my uh, obviously my, my first invite to to the GB camps was a bit of a shock for me, and, and I hadn't been playing long at all, maybe a, a, just over a year, maybe a year and a half. Um, and uh, yeah. so I was new. I, I didn't know anybody down the road. You know, I, I still was fairly new to the Scottish guys that were coming down. So every all the faces were new to me, but I didn't know you obviously at all. And I think. Mm-hmm you had an air off you where I was just like, I couldn't figure you out to the extent where I was like, is this guy a bit of a douche? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, 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 Absolutely. I remember, like, 
there was one of the camps and it was, we still hadn't been selected yet. Um, and uh, I, 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 I done a route and you slipped on, on your ass and I caught the ball and I kind of had a bit of a smirk on me, like running away thinking, <laughs> oh, <I laughs> defensive captain, are you? And I was running away and you were flat on your back on the ground and you reached your hand out and pulled my flag. <laughs> 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 like, what a dick. <laughs> and, uh, you know, but it was, it was kind of, it was like a thing of, what a dick, but, oh, okay, you're quite good. Um, and then it, it wasn't, all the way, we got selected, we traveled, and it, like the whole way, I, I still thought, you know what, I, I don't think I like this guy at all. <laughs> I just don't like him. And then when we, we got to the Bahamas uh, for the first night, for the stayover, and then yeah. there was the plane ride from the Bahamas to Miami, and sure thing, I'm walking on and I'm looking at a seat and I look and you're sitting right beside where I'm supposed to sit. And I'm like, for fuck's sake. And I sat down and the first thing you did was put your headphones on and play your game. I was just like, this guy. Honestly. And then uh, I think it was just maybe about 10, 20 minutes into the plane ride and I think I started playing a game on my phone and I think we somehow we just started chatting and like we yeah. just chatted the whole way up until we landed and then just at that, at that point, I was just like, oh, I've misread this guy. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, it's funny how first impressions are, but uh, that, that was my initial um, my initial sort of thought process. And then, yeah, all the way through Miami, it was just like, you know what, this this guy is actually sound. But um, <laughs> Miami, Miami was, uh, was an experience. Um, yeah, yeah it, was, uh, it was a good time. It's funny you say that, actually, because... Um... Callum Bell said exactly the same thing before he, he started working with me last year on the women's team. He thought I was a twat as well. <laughs> must just be a Scottish All, thing. It must be a Scottish thing, yeah. Um, although I'm sure he'd say I still am, to be honest, but at least he puts we something in. Well, he's just sent me a message, actually. <laughs> what obviously... Uh, one of ones which I thought would be a bit of a, a toughie to discuss with you. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. I can't explain it. Kind of me- merely mentioned it to you before, but obviously our, our second tournament together was uh, the Euros in 2017, a year later in Copenhagen. Yeah. Um, obviously, the night before we flew out, the, the starting QB uh, would have been Vince, but Vince pulled out literally last minute due uh, to a personal um, yeah. tra- tragedy, from what I remember, uh, yeah. which kind of thrusted you into stepping up as, as the backup QB, following a sort of decent kind of I think it was the, the big bowl tournament prior to that. You, you had a, a really decent yeah. showing. I think that kind of solidified you as, as the, the option for QB for his backup. Um, obviously, I don't think you ever thought that you'd end up in the place of actually having to start and, and, yeah. and lead the team. Um, naturally, the, the Euros, for, for people for people that are listening, but I don't know too much about it. At that point, it was still all segregated because of a, of a whole IFAF issue. So there was only sort of what, five teams participating in Copenhagen and the other five were participating in Spain. Yeah, um, yeah. Israel and yeah. Scandinavia, wasn't it? So. That's right. Yeah. So we had Sweden, uh, Denmark, Israel, ourselves. Uh, Norway were there as well. Norway. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So obviously, to put a bit of background on it, obviously you're, you're starting up. We play Norway, who are, I'd say, fresh to the scene. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Late to the party, <laughs> that's for sure. I, I remember yeah. 
one of the guys in the swimming pool that night came up to us. I said, were you in the pool at the same time, Dean? And yeah. the guy came up and he's like, ah, you okay? Yes, you uh, fucked us up the ass today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, following destroying Norway, obviously we, we played Sweden, um, narrowly lost. And then came the the penultimate game of, of Israel. Um, Israel. Yeah. For yourself, it was obviously kind of hard. And I, naturally, I don't know if you want to talk me a little bit through that, but I guess I guess I'm I'm curious to know the feelings. Obviously, I saw you there, and you know it, it was hard for everyone to, to to see you go through that. I don't know if you want to sort of give us a wee sort of background <laughs> on it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. So I actually found out that Vince wasn't going as I was sat on the plane. They, they were clo- they were closing the they were closing the plane door and Vince rang me. Um, so you know, yeah, he he, he didn't travel, um, and I'd not we'd not really prepared at all throughout the year uh, yeah. a backup QB as a, as an option. You know, Vince was new to the squad, so he needed all the reps he was he could get. Um, so I'm, I'm not even sure I had more than a handful of reps all, all season, to be honest, uh, with that playbook, let alone, you know, with the, with the, the receivers. Um, so going into the tournament, I was highly nervous. Um, spoke, spoke with Jeff, actually Jeff Bond, you know, he gave me some, uh, he, he gave me an app basically that I used to listen to on my way to the, the pitch to sort of try and. Control my breathing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Post-nut clarity. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so it's like, it was, I can't remember what it's called now. I'm sure he'll, he'll be screaming at home going, yeah, it's this. But it's, uh, (laughs) it it was breathing techniques to to calm me down, you know. And, you know, the first game against Norway went well. Um, I think that was more on them than me, to be honest. Um, but we, we, you know, we did all right. We won that game. Uh, Sweden was a close game. I remember the the highlight for Sweden. Um, we, I think we were down by less than a score or something towards the end of the game, and I threw a I threw a high ball up to the back corner for Gary Elliott, who went up and grabbed it, came down, and apparently his foot was off on the line or something, and yeah, that, was, that was game over. Um, so that that was tight. And then then Israel basically, I just shit the bed. Honesty is the best policy. I love it. Well, I, I did. You know, um, I, I'm so shit with names. What's he called? The, the the really good lad from Israel who's been around for a while. Um, oh, um, Vince Mackey's favorite, Danny Eastman. Danny, da- Danny Eastman. That's it. Yeah. Danny. Yeah. So Danny he he, pick, he picked me off a couple of times, and you know this is all in the first half. We're about four scores down. And I'm kind of thinking, you know, I'm never one, never one to give up. You know, don't get me wrong, but I'm kind of thinking, if I was stood where Coach Young was on the sideline, why am I not pulled off? And you know what? It, we went off to, we went off at half time, and he benched me, and I said to him, "Absolutely get it, good choice." And, and Kenny Bello went in, and he nearly, nearly brought us back into the game. Yeah, um, yeah. He, um, he just played it quite safe and. We just kind of we just maneuvered the ball up slowly up the field and kind of sort of almost brought it back. But I I remember that game well and it always excites me because one of the things about 
that tournament is, is probably one of the best tournaments I've been at as far as it was smaller and stuff. But I think it was just the group that we had. And yeah. I just really enjoyed everybody's company. And I think probably myself and yourself got quite a lot closer then as well. I think yeah. me and you and Rudge, especially. Yeah. Um, and uh, I just remember, but I remember obviously because we got quite a bit closer and I just, I felt, I felt shit. Like I really felt shit. And I, I didn't know what to say to you because I, I, I kind of, yeah. I want to come over and say, I'm sorry, and, and, and you're fine. But at the same time, I knew that you, you were probably just, not want anybody to come up and just <laughs> no. you know, do an MA. It was, was kind of like it was. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, it was. It was a tough. It was a tough week because, you know, I I prepared myself all year. I, it was the it was my first tournament as defensive captain, um, yeah. and and you know I prepared all year for that. I was really excited to to represent my country as defensive captain, um, and and you know, don't get me wrong. I, I'll I'll play anywhere. I'll do whatever the team needs. Whenever, yeah. so you know, I, I was, I was pleased for the opportunity to, you know, to be the guy to go to for for that hole. And unfortunately, I didn't quite perform as well as everybody would have liked. Um, but the hard part for me was not only letting the team down, I guess, against Israel, but not being able to make up for it on the other side of the ball. Um, yeah. I, but, I understand yeah. that. that that's not not a situation I think I think a lot of people probably listen to this and say like you know oh, sure, surely GB should be preparing for that they should have a second quarterback who's like ready to go but I don't think unless you're involved in sort of a national team where you see each other sort of four or five times a year and then you've got yeah. to go and play at the highest level you know how little time you get you know you're not going to yeah. like second quarterbacks that's not really a thing quarterbacks no, can't take reps injured. away from the first QB yeah so you really can't the fact that like, and I think I can see exactly what I mean from being like a bit nervous and, and you know really working yourself up yeah. because having like you know a year kind of prep going into it your mind is fully invested you're like I'm, I'm going there I'm going to play defence we're going to be really good yeah. got my guys now they're my, yeah. my side of the ball then to get on the plane the excitement you know literally about to lift off and then you're playing quarterback it's just <laughs> like it's just a big yeah and it's, it's a bit like Dean said you know Vince was fairly new you know he, he just had the trials um, obviously gra- grabbed the, the position of QB so it was kind of imperative to give him as many reps as he, as he can and you know between the trials which is in April and the, <clears throat> the tournament which is what end of August September or something August, like that. Yeah. yeah you know there's not a lot of time and you've got to think you've got one training camp a month all the way to so you know you've literally got three four five at the most training sessions before you get there just over two days with you know, especially you never always have your full team at these no. camps. There's always somebody that can't make it. So somebody, you know, somebody missing, somebody pick up an injury. Yeah, it's yeah. never, it's never everybody, is it? At, at what point do you have the time to make sure your 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 backup QB is is getting the reps as well and getting familiar? And it's just, it's, I don't think people give that enough thought process. Eh? I was kind of, I was being a big candidate of saying, you know what, scrap the camps. Go out a week early and just have your yeah. squads and just, just train together. You know that you've got everybody there. You're, you're climatizing to whatever temperature you might need to, and you can guarantee everybody's there every day to go through it. I've always kind of 
like the idea of that, albeit it's not quite as, as simple as that. People don't have that kind of time. But um, yeah, no, it's always been interesting to me. For that. We've never talked about it before. So yeah. I kind of thought, you know what, what, why not? Because I'm sure there's a few people that, especially we're involved in that, we, we are probably thinking the same thing. So it's nice to get your, your kind of take on it. Um, and, and you know what, we, we, we fairly... As much as we narrowly missed out on 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 qualifying for Panama, we, we fairly made up for it with that last night out, <laughs> which, was, which was complete chaos. <laughs> I've still got a great photo of Bud in the karaoke bar with his ass out. <laughs> to give you an example of where it went. <laughs> Yeah, we were, in the, we were in the middle of that town in that bar with the, the sort of stepped up area at the back, I think, yeah. weren't we? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> were you in the taxi with us when we it was it turned into a karaoke taxi? That was no. no. No, I missed that one. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was interesting. But, um, you always so, end up in shit like that, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I liked it as well, to be honest. <laughs> um, so... Following on from obviously your experience there and, and GB, it was it was shortly not long after Copenhagen. I think you maybe had one more season with with the Giants, and then collaboratively you, you, you kind of stepped down from from GB and the Giants, kind of collectively. What what was the thought process behind that? Because you know you weren't exactly an, an aging over the hill player. You know you still have a lot to offer. So what was the what was the, the thinking behind that? Thanks for that. I'll take that as a compliment. <laughs> You're, welcome, You're not aging. I'm easing um, you into the harder ones. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> Lubing me up. Um, <laughs> I think I'd, I'd burnt out, to be honest. Uh, in terms of GB, I I wasn't going to the gym. Um, and I was just sort of resting on my laurels, I guess, a bit. Um, I think I was... I think it was the second camp of the season, the one after trials. Um, I'd been thinking about it and I, I, I just, I went there Saturday morning, still my mind unmade up. Um, and I was like, I'm not, I'm not trying hard enough to earn my spot anymore. I don't feel like I deserve it to take it away from those around me that, that were, you know, you look around and you, you sort of see Jeff Bond, just, he's a machine, man. He's just a fucking machine. Um, and I just thought, I, I don't deserve this anymore. I'm not putting the effort in I used to. Um, so I, that was, that was my, my reasoning for, for stepping away from GB. Um, in terms of giants, you know, I'd, I'd been, I'd been involved with Knights, Preds, Giants for, for years and, and taken on more and more of, um, coaching role. I became a, a director for flag football for the Sheffield club. Um, excuse me. I set up the, the ha- helped, sorry, I helped set up the, the Hallam women's team. Um, I set up the women's giants team and I just, I, I burnt out. Um, I got bored. It was, it was only a year, I think one year, two years before that the league was still one big league. Uh, without the tears, and there were there were a couple of game days in that season where I was just you know I just didn't want to go because we were playing against um, less developed teams, shall we say, uh, 
and and it was just you know no disrespect to them but it was it was boring um, it I, I didn't want to go and, you know we went down and we won two played two won two fifty to nils fifty to seven something like that and it, it's not it wasn't fun um, but by the time the league had changed uh, and you know I was doing all this stuff in the background organizing everything as well as playing. I just burnt out and I just needed to get away from it all. Just going to terminate your contract, so don't worry. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, just, just before um, uh, Joe cut, rudely cut us off so we could go to the toilet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> do what you got to do. Uh, I was just going to say, but I, I kind of concurred with your, with your comments. One of the things that I found, especially being involved in the GB program is you, you go down, you, you train with a group of talented guys at a decent level. And then on yeah. top of that, you go away and play against top level flag football yeah. athletes. And then you come back and you play teams that, you know, are just new to it. Don't, don't really know the full rules. They don't really know, uh, you know, how to play properly. You know, a final flag football, you know, there's a lot of people who love watching the NFL and thinking, I can play that, but I play flag and okay. they can, and and it's kind of like it's hard, and, and I don't I have nothing against them. You know, it, it's great, but it's growing and teams are there. But I'm glad that the, the league systems changed to the one and a prem to kind of mm-hmm. separate that again because it's like you say, coming back from that, and and, and I find I'm I'm real bad for motivation if if we're playing a team that I know is just going to be a. 50 to zero game it's just kind of like yeah. I can't get my into I can't get motivated I'll maybe just go in there for a couple of stats and then step right <laughs> so that's when you go play defense <laughs> that's just tragic we don't want to give away that lead not too desperate so <laughs> um, yeah no that's cool Joe you want to take it so, what? so like that's kind of your pasting and a quick uh, quick summary for sure so Present day, you are, as yeah. we mentioned at the start, your GB women's head coach. How did that sort of role, how did that opportunity kind of come about for you? So that that's something um, I wanted since the women's team established in 2015 for Madrid. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd started coaching um, the, the women's the women's setup. It was Hallam, Hallam Uni at the time. Um, and and the the flag team sort of established, uh, but obviously I was playing for for GB at that point, um, and you know I, I probably wouldn't have I didn't have the experience then to be honest either um, to to do to do a, a good enough job to to really you know do it justice. So um, I decided not to apply for the role in 2015. Um, obviously carried on playing for a couple of years. Uh, got a bit more experience coaching the women's setup. It's a completely different uh, experience, shall we say, to coaching men, uh, especially a university team. <laughs> um, but then was that, was that your inner predator that got you into that? Police are here. Now he's a giant predator. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> Slander. <laughs> um, yeah, Coach Gamble obviously announced he was stepping down. Um, 
end of 2018, I think it became public. Uh, the the advert came up uh, Jan- January time last year, something like that. And at this point, you know, I was done with football, wasn't playing, wasn't coaching. I'd, I'd just finished the Opal series with the Giants and stepped away from them. Um, so I, w- I was done with football. But this opportunity came up and I just, if I hadn't have applied for it, I'd have regretted it for, forever. Um, it was something I've wanted for a while. So, you know, I, I applied for it, um, went through interview process and unfortunately, uh, you know, got the role middle of March, end of March, something like that, um, with with five months to go before the, the Euros. Well, so. What were your sort of expectations going into uh, sort of uh, the Euros, the programme as a whole? Because I, when I first started to play women's, was, wasn't really a format at that point. Uh, so mm-hmm. that's like t- 2013 kind of time. Uh, and obviously it's come, uh, as, as we know now, a very, very long way. Uh, having seen sort of because you obviously played through the sort of time where all this groundwork's been being laid very slowly what did you kind of think you could get out of it because it is quite a jump in results as I'm sure you'll mention uh, to previous tournaments I think yeah so you know I, I I went down to one of the well. I went down to the last training session um, that Coach Gamble ran in in March, I think it was. Um, and you know, it was basically for me to go down and see what the existing team looked like. Um, and and you know, I got a chance to to watch the existing setup. And obviously, with with any coach, I'm sure Coach Young will say the same about the way he does things now compared to the way Coach McKay did it. You know, you, you come in as a new coach you want to put your own stamp on things. So, you know, I, I came in, um, obviously Coach Gamble done a great job setting the, the squad up and, and getting the women's flag football, you know, it comes such a long way under under uh, under Coach Gamble. Um, but, you know, I came in, I got my own way of doing things. Uh, I was very fortunate to get the coaching staff around me that, uh, that I've got. Um, you know, there's a lot of experience. I think I don't think we would have done as well last year without Vince being on the on the coaching staff. You know, I, I obviously people that know me, I've played defense for a number of years. That's that's my bag. Um, my weakness is offense uh, of the of the two. I, I learned quite a lot from Vince last year. He came in with his own concepts, not only just with football, but in in teaching styles. Um, very different to, to me um, to what I'm used to in the past but I think it did us, it did us really good to have that mixture um, Callum Bell as a team manager is fantastic um, couldn't have wished for a better team manager he just everything just runs smoothly um, and he, he, he constantly takes a hammer in from us as well so that, that's just an added bonus Liam Brown I've, I've I, I Played with Liam for a number of years, coached with Liam for a number of years. You know, he's he's my guy on defence. I I can just trust him 100% to to do exactly what's needed for for our scheme, uh, just leave him to it. Um, you know, so it, 
I mean, just you just have to look at what what we did against Austria in the in the semi final last year to see how, with the good work that Liam's put in. Um, and, and then you know you've got Ellie, uh, who's a fantastic sports therapist. Um, we we got through the whole tournament last year with with no injuries. Uh, you know, and that just goes to show the the amount of great work she did. So you know, I, I was really lucky to have that staff around me, um, and you know, take the time to implement what I want, my, my sort of vision. And, you know, I came in and basically set out the stall that we, I was there to win. And, and, you know, that might not have been last year, might not have been this year, but it, we were, the goal was always to win and, and get people's mindsets in that winning mentality, um, which, you know, over, over the results for the, the previous few years, I'm not sure a lot of them had. Yeah, I really, I really like that though. I like the fact that you kind of go in there with like a killer mindset. Like, I want to go in there. I want us to be winners. I don't want us to be thinking that oh, it's okay. We only lost by a score. I think, I think changing, going in as a coach and changing one big thing mentality is probably like number one. You got to think like winners, act yeah. like winners. Yeah, and, and that was it. You know, it, it was all, all in, it was all in the preparation. Um, you know that was a key thing for us preparation all throughout the training camps last year if we prepare well then it comes down to execution but if we don't prepare well then there's no point in going at all and you know we were pushing for perfection in training camps um, you know the the, route, the level of route running uh, the change in the, the route running ability of all the receivers throughout the season from camp one so the last camp before we went out was phenomenal. It was like a bunch of new players, um, and 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 Millie um, Millie came on strides with her ability to read a game. Um, going from, I mean, Vince and I went and met Millie before the first trial, before the trials, and we we sat down with her and we spoke about our vision for the the season and going forwards and, and, you know, we talked about developing a playbook and conversation that we had at the time, you know, we asked, we asked her a simple question, you know, what as, as a QB, what do you look for on the field? And at the time it was, I looked to see matchups for my receivers and when the receiver's going to get open. And going from that to towards the end of the, the season, going into Israel to going, well, actually I'm looking at the defense now. There was that sort of step change between just looking at her players and kind of hoping that somebody's going to get open, to to looking at the defense and reading before they get open that they're going to get open, um, and that there was that sort of level of mental acumen that that the whole team grew with, to be honest, throughout the year. I like that. You know, I like the fact that that technical part is is in it. You know, it's kind of a lot of people think flag football is just, you know, tag football. You know, it's just it's just a bunch of bad guys in the field just kind of like throwing a ball about and, and tapping each other in the butt. But, you know, it's yeah. from it's from the women's to the men's, it's it's more tactical than that. It's, it's And it's it's interesting to hear. One, one of the things I was curious about was, you know, from the build-up of applying for the position and, and actually getting it where where did you think the team lied in in terms obviously you knew that the euros was 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 coming on 
Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Where did you realistically feel you guys were com- in comparison to, to the other teams? Obviously, we, we know where you finished, but did, did you, deep down, when you first applied and, and first got the, the role, did you deep down think that was a possibility? Or did you think, you know, we're good, but, you know, it's maybe more re- realistically a top five finish or something. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It's, it's I, th- I think, you know, I, I said all along, execution's key. Um, and I, I went I went into the tournament with a personal goal of a medal. You know, I thought that was, by, by the end of training camps, I thought that was within our remit. At the beginning of the year, it wasn't, you know, we, and we put a lot of work into that and, and got to where we were going into, into Euros. Um, but my goal... You know, my realistic goal was was a medal, um, but in the in my back of my mind and, and and outwards to the rest of the team, you know, it's gold. We're going there to win. Um, yeah. But you know, for for me and for the last ten years, it's it was always Austria's to lose. Mm. Um, you know, they they were they were undefeated until till last year. Um, so they they were like the the pinnacle of the of European women's football, you know. Um, I thought we, we would do well against a few of the, the other teams. I'd seen seen the women play uh, in Madrid. I saw them play in Denmark. I remember the, the men's team effectively uh, taking a player each in their last game, in their third, fourth playoff game, and, and coaching them from the sideline as they were playing. Um, and, and I remember being... <clears throat> Disappointed for them against Israel, uh, not no, the beat Israel. Who was it? I can't, I can't remember. There was a game that they could have got into the semis against in in Denmark, and they lost out, um, not because of their ability. Um, you know, it was just one of those games. I think, but I think the the, the physical ability has always been there. Um, and coming into into the Euros, it was still there. It was just all going to be down to execution when we turned up. Uh, and and making the players believe that, well, believe in themselves, I guess, really. Um, and obviously we drew Austria in the first game and lost. And I think that was probably the best thing that could have happened to us. You know, we, we went in there expecting to lose against Austria in group stages. Um, and personally, my playing career, I've always been slow starter. The first game in a tournament's always been slow. So going into there, I was I was kind of expecting that first game to be a tough game. So to have it as Austria, expecting to lose against Austria, I guess, you know, we got we got kind of like a bye. Whereas if it had been somebody like France or Spain in that first game and lost against them, then we're really sort of scrapping to get through to the playoffs. But we had the Austria game; it got us warmed up, and and you know it was sort of clear sailing from there. Yeah. And obviously, obviously, we we were all there, and, and we saw just how much you guys were in meetings and and, and game tape meetings and offense meetings and defense meetings. You know, we we were as well with the guys, but I don't think we were to the level that you guys were. You know, you you guys yeah. were intense. You know, the only I think the only times I really saw the girls out with meetings was thankfully Ellie chose to rub them down inside my room, so that kind of worked well for me. Um, <laughs> but you know, other than that, you know, we were it was either dinner or or in the meetings, and it was yeah. kind of like you know, 
you could tell that you guys were switched on. And I think obviously after day one, you know, you could tell that you were in the mix and, and things got real serious. Um, <laughs> you know, on that last day, how, what was the nerves like? What, what, what were you like? What was, what was the general feeling in the camp going into that? I mean, for me, I was, I was confident um, at least of the quarterfinals. You know, I, I'd spent Friday afternoon through to Saturday evening watching tape. Like in, in within forty eight hours, I think I watched more than twenty four hours worth of game film. Um, it, like no no lie, it was it was intense. Um, you know, the, the, from from my perspective, I or I'd been at different tournaments, but I'd never really taken notice of the women's game, the women's strategies, things like that. And you know, obviously, we did our prep coming into the tournament. But your prep's only as good as the last tournament two years ago, or the year before. Um, so obviously, at the end of Friday, we'd got two days worth of game film from the uh, the YouTube stream, and basically, I just watched all of that against every possible opponent we could have. Um, so you know, we'd got game plans on France, uh, Spain, Denmark, Austria. You know, we we really game planned against Austria, uh, expecting to meet them in the semi final. Yeah. Um, so going going into the the quarters against um, against France, you know, I, I I was extremely confident in the game plan that we'd got together, um, and you know, I think we started, we came out, uh, and and it, it it was tied or close within a score for I don't know, time always messes with memory, but probably the first half. Um, and then, you know, in the second half, I think we started to pull away a bit from from France. Um, yeah. But, you know, I was always, always confident that that would happen. I think going into the Austria game, I think the players were nervous. Um, I, I was nervous, you know, I'm not going to lie. I was nervous. But again, we'd spent a lot of time, the staff, um, I mean, I, I didn't, and say his name earlier, Dan Archibald did an absolutely fantastic job filming games for us. So not only did we have the YouTube stream videos, Dan had gone and filmed and scouted all the other teams whilst they were playing on pitches three and four. Um, watching the film with them, we got all this tape and, and, you know, we put in hours preparing for Austria. We changed our game plan from the first game. Uh, we'd seen, seen a few tells in the first game that we were they were beating us on. Um, and and we we plugged that hole. We changed the the, the defensive scheme a little bit to suit that. And I, I always remember that the first sack that Sarah got against Austria in that semi final, she just turned, she pulled the flag, turned to the sideline, mouth wide open in shock that she'd sacked Saskia. She couldn't believe it. I was like, this is this is going to be our game. Um, you know, we went into the half tied, or, or I think we were down by one point at half, um, and then they didn't score in the second half, and we we obviously got two or three scores. Um, the 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 end of that game, you know that that game probably was what cost us the final. Um, too high, too think, soon. Yeah, I yeah. think the the whole. 
I the whole of Europe expected Austria to win. Um, and, and you know, we, we, we knocked off the reigning, the sort of five-time reigning champions on the way to the final. Nobody expected it. Not from a team that finished second from bottom four years before and, and third in, in a split Euros the, the two years before. Um, you know, I think we, we it was unexpected. And the, the high that everybody had after that point was, well, I think it just took it out of everybody. Um, and then, you know, trying to prepare for the Spain final, We'd got, uh, we got, we came off the field, and, you know, we tried to get everybody inside, cool down. Some of the girls wanted to watch the men's team play. Uh, we were trying to get them out of the sun. Um, you know, it, we were talking, like, it got to 45 minutes after the game. Some of the players are still ringing the parents at home. We beat Austria, we beat Austria. Like, put it in your, put it in the past. Save it for tomorrow. Like, we need to prep for the Spain game. Um so I think the shock and awe for the players that we beat in Austria probably gave us a high too soon. But, but that experience did. is just invaluable. Like now going yeah. forward, you probably uh, and coaching staff already have sort of a core in your head where I'm not, I'm not going to say they're, they're irreplaceable, but these people now have this experience of beating Austria. It's taken so long yes. for someone to do it. But now yeah. someone has done it. You go do it again, and it's kind of uh, just—it's just, just it's another game. It's not a thing, yeah. then, is it? You know, no. You know, we, we beat Italy uh, in in Israel. Yeah. And I imagine a couple of years back for for a few guys that would have been like, oh my god, we actually beat Italy. They're no longer our bogey. Yeah. Team. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, right. And and you you're right. I think I think we we. We, I don't want to say overachieved because I don't think we did. Um, I, I am still bitterly after the, after that last day. To this day, I'm still bitterly disappointed that it's not a gold trophy on my on my shelf. I think um, that's your I think that's your mentality speaking as well though. Like I know I, you're a, like a very fierce competitor. You want to win, <laughs> not winning is yeah. not really good enough. And I don't see a problem with that personally. If you go out there and say that I'm disappointed, we didn't win gold, we only got silver. I don't see as a problem personally. Yeah, no, I, and you know that's not to take anything away from anybody. You know, yeah. the, the the girls played their hearts out; they were fantastic all week. Um, but I, I just feel we left something on the field in the mm. final. Um, and and like I say, I think that's due to the the high of the Austria game, um, and and us as a us as a staff not getting the girls prepared for the final after the semi-final, um, mentally, as we should have done. And, you know, we, 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 we've learned from that. We're, we're doing stuff now in the off-season to, to, to solve that, fix that, and make sure that won't happen again. Um, but, yeah, you know, it was, it was, it was, both, it was both probably my, my proudest achievement um, and the, the, the hardest disappointment uh, in, in the same instance. As, as a coaching staff, I find a lot of people that when they get to, say, a certain level or like a final, they tend to change uh, something. They try and do something a bit more special <clears throat> that they hadn't done. Was yeah. there anything different you done? 
No, um, you know we we were running. You, you look you look at you look at game film from it, and obviously I'm hoping none of the foreign teams are listening here. But we you know we were running we were running the same plays we'd run against Austria. Mm. The same people were getting open. We just weren't connecting on those same plays. So, you know, there's a few things. If I could do it again, I would do differently um, in terms of handling people. Uh, and that's not necessarily changing the people in the field. I just mean getting their mindset right for the game okay. um, during the game, especially. So are we talking sort of nerves or are we talking... Yeah, yeah, nerves. Absolutely yeah. nerves, yeah. Um, and, and, and basically picking their head up at certain points in the game, mm-hmm. um, but you know, like I say, I've learned from that. In terms of the in terms of the strategy, the strategy was there. Like I said, the, the plays were open, people were open. Um, it was a, it was a tight score at, at the half, and then the second half, you know, Spain just pulled away, and and you know, the rest is history. But um, it was, yeah, it, it was definitely an emotional day, an emotional roller coaster of a day. Um, and and in fact, the week the week was with all the all the game film, the emotions. I I got back to to you to the UK on the Monday morning, um, and it, it took me two weeks to recover. I just my body just shut down. Like I, I came down with a cold. I was exhausted. You know, it was. Did you have a, a repeating cough? <laughs> Shit! I started COVID. <laughs> 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 one, of, one of the things um, that you touched on about was obviously before the Austria game, you you know you had a touch of a nerves. How, mm-hmm. as a coach at that level, compared to playing at that level as as a GB player, how did you how did you find the nerves? Was it was was it just the same old regular nerves, or you know is it, is it a slightly different psyche in, in terms of how you're feeling towards it? Because you know as a player, I guess you're nervous. I guess you're nervous that you play shy, you know, and, yeah. you know, and what's it like as a coach? Are you just nervous that your team plays shy? <laughs> <Or is> it, <laughs> what's it, what's, how, how, how does it differ from a player to a coach? I think that I, I very rarely ever got nervous playing defense. Um, even at GB, I didn't suffer with nerves um, playing corner. I only ever suffered playing, um, suffered with nerves playing when I was playing quarterback. And I think that was the the pressure of the whole play comes through me. Um, if I fuck up, we're, we're fucked up. Whereas on defense, I, I don't know. I guess I had more of a confidence in my ability on defense as well. So, and and you know there were four other people around me to to help. Um, coaching though, I think. It's it's difficult, you know, because the, you're nervous. You're nervous for the game, but you've got to sort of trust in what you've done. You know, yeah. as a coach, I'd say you know a lot of it. A lot of it is in the preparation. You know, getting the girls or the, or the guys ready, playbook prep, uh, film study, um, game planning, etc. And it gets to a point where you can't step on the field for them, so you've got to trust that you've done enough to get them ready for the game um, I guess you know the, in the game there's play calling to make and, and things like that but I've always found it easier to make those play calls from the sideline because you can see more what's going on um, anyway 
but you you kind of got to trust in trusting what they're doing um, and and exude lack of confidence because if you look nervous, they'll only get more nervous. So right. you know it's got to be back. it's got to be a positive. You've got to exude a positivity. Um, but it's finding a balance as well because everybody's different. You you can't you can't treat everybody the same. You've got to talk to people differently. Some people need a you know a, a hand on the shoulder, quiet word in their ear to get them going, whereas other people need to shout and scream to get going. Um, yeah. And and it's it's again having the staff around you because having a having a group of different people on your staff allows you as a staff to treat your players group differently as well, more easily than if it's just one person. Um, when you're nervous though, I feel, and as you mentioned, if you are a coach and you look visibly nervous, body language, face, acting, yeah. it rubs off so fast. Yeah. And it's exactly the same as a quarterback. And this is why I earlier referenced saying how, like that would have made me so nervous getting on a plane to go to the Euros in your case. Um, because from quarterback, you've got to remember you're touching the ball every single play. So not yeah. only your teammates coming back to the huddle, you've got eight eyes looking at you going like, what are we going to do kind of thing? And you're just meant to sort of pull an answer out from here and boom, here yeah. we go, fixed. Yeah. You haven't just got that. You've also got 10 eyes on the other side of the field. You've got two sidelines full of people all doing exactly the same thing. And yeah. I think it's so easy to look at a field and go, that person is really nervous. Let's just go after yeah. him. And if it's a quarterback, yeah. I think that can just kind of make you implode from the start. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, like you say, the, the, as, a, as a coach, and I'd say probably even more so as a head coach, your whole team's looking at you constantly for guidance. And at any point you you look or say something that basically means you don't know, then that's it. Game over. Yeah. Time to go home. You know, you have to have the answer all the time. Um, which is, again, a preparation for me. It's, it's, it's absolutely vital that you prepare for as many outcomes as you possibly can. Yeah. So, you know, you've, you've had this astonishing start to your GB coaching career. You know, you, you, you start from the bottom, now we're here. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, you, you've, you've taken this team who, you know, prior to this, hadn't done special, you know, yeah, third place finish and, and a somewhat, done off uh, the Euros and, and you take them all the way, you know, to, to the finals, which is an amazing achievement. How, where do you go from here? Because, you know, you've got a, a potential championship winning team at European side anyway. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it, it's too easy, I guess, to say, well, bad team work, let's take bad team and, and go on, you know. Where, where do you go from here? How do you keep the girls competitive for what I guess will be the world championships next which which has a bit of a bounty on it for finishing in a decent place you know where, where do you go yeah. from here well the, the girls know my my goal is Olympics you know 2028 and and sort of on a journey towards that um and that that sort of starts next year so for me 
I, I want gold, you know, gold at the Worlds next year, gold at the World Games the year after, um, and, and then, you know, gold at the Euros, whenever they are. Um, <clears throat> so there's, there's that hunger there. And, and I think, you know, there's that hunger there from the, the team as well. We are, um, so last season was only a short season for us, really. You know, I, I came in in March. We didn't have a camp until April. And then in August, we were out in Israel. So we didn't really get much time to try and, you know, we did a lot with improving players, but nowhere near as much as we feel like we can do as a group. So, you know, in this off-season now, we spend a lot of time on game film and we're trying to get everybody's um, technical abilities higher than they are. You know, not a lot of people... Um, know how to watch game film or know how to watch game film well and, and what that can give you. Um, and, and so what we're trying to do through all of that is basically look at the Worlds next year, look at the teams we're going to be playing. So your, your America, your USA, your Panama, you know, both world champions recently. Mexico, who were, who were a, from a men's perspective, an absolute nightmare to play because it's a completely different ball game. Um, yeah. You know, they've got a completely different playing style. And it's sort of getting them all to look at that and go, we can beat these. You know, we, yeah. we, we can beat these. But then it's also showing that, that there's a, that we've got a, a clip of USA against Panama. And, and one of the receivers on the USA team runs a, a, a go from their own five. This Panama DBs in man over the top of him, starts 12 yards deep. And the USA receiver just flies past her at 12 yards deep. She's moving backwards and she still beats her for pace and catches a touchdown. And it's like, yeah, we can beat these teams, but that's the level of fitness you've got to get to, the understanding of the technique so you're able to keep up with her uh, in your footwork. And, and, you know, driving all these milestone goals in technique, um, tactical awareness, you know, we hit each goal and it gets us closer to the end goal of, of uh, you know, the World Championship next year. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, so just one, one more quick one uh, for me on, on that then. So the ladies, much like the men's, have their gold squad and they've got their silver squad, mm -hmm. you know, with the ambition of silver guys pushing the gold and hopefully making it the gold. Yeah. It's slightly controversial and you don't have to answer it, but is... Don't think I'm going to. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, the silver team... You know, the guys in the silver team, is there a gap between them and the gold? Or is it very, very close to, you know, these guys are on the fringes? You know, it just, it just maybe a work, maybe experience, maybe it just be a case of they're just biding their time. But, you know, how safe are the gold guys to the silver guys? You know, because if they're listening now, if they need any sort of motivation, what you say here is probably going to be it. Yeah. Um... I, I imagine there will be a change to the squad. Um, like Joe said earlier, you know, there's a, in my mind, there's a core, and that's not guaranteeing them a spot in that core, but I would be disappointed in them if they're not in the squad. You know, it would mean that either they've been injured or they've just not enjoyed something, lockdown. right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I do think there will be some change. So that means, you know, that there are there are a number of people from the silver squad that I would like to give opportunity again 
um, straight away in the gold squad, see how they fit. Uh, there are a number in the silver squad that I do think have got still quite a way to come, but that's why they're in the silver squad. You know, they're there for that experience and that development. Yeah. Um, and hopefully with a, a longer time now before next year's Worlds, we, you know, we can spend more time with them coaching um, and, and get them up to where we need them to be. And, and also what I would like to see is um, some new blood from outside as well, you know, whether it be the, the women's contact team, because I know they don't have um, any tournaments coming up, I don't think. So yeah. I would like, you know, I'd like to think that the allure of um, our our squad now and, and where flag's going as a as a game um, could tempt some of them across. So, whilst yeah, I've got a core. I think there's there's definitely opportunity for for a little bit of movement around the fringes. Yeah. Interesting, interesting. <laughs> you answered that not as moderately as I thought you were going to answer. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm yeah. honest. <laughs> on, on the silver squad, then is you know. With, again, I, I relate a lot to the men's because I'm not around the, the, the coaching system or the training sessions for the girls or that, but, you know, with, with the men's, there's always the, the opportunity that they, they get put into the likes of ping ball or, you know, a tournament so that at least they're doing something yep. as well. Is, is, is there something like that in, in the plans for the women's as well? So the women's team went to ping ball. Obviously, Fucking hell, Jules. Yeah. Don't edit this part out. Someone needs to back up. <laughs> yeah, so, so they, sorry, they went to pitbull. Yeah? yeah, yeah, they went to pitbull. Um, and, and this year, we obviously were planning for, for Denmark again. Um, what we'd, we'd set in September was a, a weekend to host or travel for the silver squad. Um, you know, we'd spoken to the guys over in Ireland. They were looking to host a tournament um, for, a, for a number of teams that weren't going to Worlds. And we were, we were looking to take the silver squad across, across there. Um, obviously, that, that fell through. But yes, you know, we, we, we see the silver squad as, um, as the pathway through to gold. And whilst training, development in the camps is all, you know, vital you can't replace the experience of international tournaments with training camps or, or domestic league play. So, you know, that, that whole experience of going away as a team, you know, sharing a room, um, being, being up early to play at 8am on the pitch and, and, you know, not finishing playing until five, six o'clock in the evening and then doing the same again the next day. You just don't get that in the UK. Really? So um, I'm cautious that we don't want to keep you too long, buddy. So um, we'll, we'll crack yeah, down the last kiss. couple. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, so obviously, off recent, we've started seeing some videos. We've we've seen a new profile on Facebook where Coach Whittingslow. Um, yeah. Just curious to see what what the what, what the goal is with that one. Where, where that's taking what us. Fuck? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, pal? Yeah. Um, I just wanted to show off my new haircut, basically. That was all that was. Yeah, it's um, shiny, man. And what are <laughs> jewels? That's what it's called. No, it's called the jewels. The jewels, yeah. Crown jewels. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I think, you know, when, when I was starting out, and I'm sure, Joe, you can you could touch on this a bit, um, there wasn't really much around 
in the way of coaching or tappable knowledge, I guess, for for anything really. You know, you get the odd YouTube video and there's so much crap on YouTube. Um, yeah, tons. <laughs> <laughs> so so um, I just... I just thought, you know, I, I, I want to try and give back to people, the newer teams, and and try and help coaching as a as a whole across the country get better. Um, you know, I, you look at the the Opal League, for instance. You've got four four real teams at the top, maybe five, um, with the the Titans over the last year or so. Um, but then there's the, there's there's a drop, and Part of that has to be down to the, the coaching. You know, I, I don't want to disrespect anybody with that, but everybody's Just got to learn. Me. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, all I'm trying to do is provide a, a a service for people to either ask me questions, not that I'm saying I know everything, but I can help on some stuff uh, and provide uh, an opportunity for people to submit their drills, their um, knowledge, and just have it as a, a base that people can share stuff with, really. No, that's cool. important. I remember when I first first started, it was bleak. There's nothing. Yeah. Like, YouTube is, as you say, full of crap. Um, there's <laughs> just like, yeah, there, there's nothing that really is applicable to how we play or a standard yeah. that we're kind of chasing. So, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely, yeah. And you know, you know what though? It's 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 quite ironically timed because Bafka this week have released their new coaching uh, flag coaching course, which is fantastic. We've been asking for that for years, um, and and you know they, they they've started to to pull together for for flag, which is which is great. Um, and you know, I'm I'm not I'm not trying to compete with anybody at all. Um, hopefully, they they can work together. And, and just help people get better at, at flag. I think um, part of me feels like I know where this stems from. And I think it might have been a couple of GB camps where myself and you created some videos. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I feel... Kenny's going to hate us. <laughs> maybe you should implement those videos into your coaching page. <laughs> what not to do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Racking the hits for sure. Oh, I think I think we'd have a, a libel case on us again. We we can yeah. coming after us. <laughs> yeah. And I've I seen Phoebe hit. I don't want to get hit by Phoebe. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. So uh, just to wrap it up, uh, we're going to ask you a couple of questions. Okay. Uh, respect <laughs> respect your sort of position uh, within the GB setup if you like so I don't yeah. if they are too far you can see okay we'll, oh, just we will one, just one, literally one abuse you for the next three four weeks after but I'd expect that anyway to that's be it. so so if bearing in mind the group that you had in Israel uh, I'm not mm -hmm. going to tell you to drop anyone or anything like that but what's one player <laughs> that you would take from any of a team at the Euros and put her into GB and, and think yeah we're now this much better. Um, that's a tough one. 
You can't beg me, pal. Um, can I not? You, you, don't, you don't fancy wearing a wig? I do. You get um, that once upon a time. <laughs> <laughs> I I am going to say um, I'm going to say Saskia from Austria the QB you bastard no whoa 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 whoa, 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 whoa. Let me, and that's all we have time for everyone <laughs> thank you very much you bastard <laughs> <laughs> no so um, yeah I'm going to say Saskia from Austria I, I think the the opportunity for a double QB system with Millie would be fantastic <laughs> great save <laughs> wow that's amazing <laughs> no I I, uh, I get it but like Saskia to be fair, is a hell of a QB, and she she's probably, I'd say, better than uh, most of the men in our own league. So yeah, I uh, I get that. But, you know, um, I think ge- genuinely though, I think you know the the way the Cougars used to play with uh, the all sort of the end arounds and things like that, and Austria do run an under centre script at times. I think it could be very interesting having Saskia and Millie sort of in the backfield. I think that would that would be. Fun to watch, definitely. And tough for a lot of teams to cover. For sure. And, I, and you win the prize for uh, totally masking that question. Oh, <laughs> like, uh... <laughs> I'm I think, sorry, uh, Millie. Don't listen to these. I think, uh, I think Chelsea are looking for a new goalkeeper if uh, you want to make any more saves at Daniel London. That was a big one. <laughs> Because uh, Joe let you off the hook quite a bit there with that question, I've got one for you. <laughs> so you're uh, you're you probably know where this is going to go, but you're a you're a regular at the old Ironman tournament playing with the Cobras. Yes. Yes. So you're you're quite familiar with the rules where. You know, if if you want to increase your limit of players from uh, six players to seven, you know, if it's all male team, you can have one woman, and vice versa. If you're mm-hmm. all women's team, you can have one guy. So, assuming that you put your own men's team in there with your six dudes, but you need one woman from the GB squad, which one would you bring with you? Mm. <laughs> Where's those keeper gloves? Just drive him back on. We got 15 um, to save. I'm I'm gonna go with uh, Grace. Grace Ooh. Conway. She's um, bossy. You know she she can play she can play both sides of the ball. She's got a real ac- football acumen. Um, her roots are beautiful to watch her run. They are crisp. Um, and and you know she. She's aggressive on defense as well. Um, yeah, you, you could basically put her anywhere. Um, yeah. I think she's she's even had a go at QB, but I'm, uh, I think she I think I think she's I think she's a little bit off Millie yet, and I'm sure she'll admit that herself. <laughs> oh, that's another good save there, nice one, Dean. <laughs> <laughs> I could be a fucking prime minister. <laughs> <laughs> Super. That's uh, that's it for me, Joe. You got any more? If, if, for that. <laughs> no, no. Listen, quick one. What we want? We want a one one sort of word answer uh, as such. Okay. No, no explanation. If there's one team in Europe 
nationally speaking, uh, that you could sort of just banish? They just disappear from the European scene nationally. What team would you pick? Spain. <laughs> <laughs> and that doesn't actually need any explanation, which probably makes yeah, it better. <laughs> Hey Dean, it's uh, it's been an absolute pleasure to see you and speak to you, man. And, and it's been Thank you. Enjoyed proper it. interesting just getting all all, all your background and, and, and your thoughts and everything. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for joining us. Um, really looking forward to seeing you again in person, get a beer again. Yeah. Um, yeah, thank you so much for joining us. No, thank you for having me. It's been fun. We normally do no free shoutouts, but in this case, uh, Dean's a great guy. Uh, we're not very good guys, but go follow <laughs> Coach Winslow on Facebook. Take some wealth in, watch a couple of vids. If they're stupid, tell them they're stupid. If they're good, tell them they're good. That's the deal. Honestly, that's policy. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> follow the predator. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, right, cheers, great. guys. Cheers, Dean. Thank you cheers, very much. Buddy.